favorite podcast. I'm Odie. I'm here with Ed. And we're going to have a great episode for you. You can find us on wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple, Spotify. That was Apple, not Apple. Spotify. Um, and now I'm lost. And that's you it. Go the to is that we stuck. Ed. Well, Google you can go Alexa. to Alexa. Uh-oh, my Alexa's now talking. Damn it. Alexa, uh, stop. I'm glad she... I'm glad we got her on the podcast. We're an interview show now. We could ask her lots of questions. Speaking of interview show, we're doing this show a little different. Ed, you're taking the reins, so let me give this over to you. Yeah, Obi, thanks. Uh, I'm really excited. So tonight is our 23rd episode, or this morning, depending on when you're listening to this, our 23rd episode. And as we know, growing up in Gen X, the number 23 is synonymous with greatness it's synonymous with the greatest basketball player of all time it's synonymous with michael jordan so what better way to celebrate great greatness on episode number 23 than talk about the generation that spawned this podcast which is generation x so obi all gen x all night what do you think about that i think it's going to be uh an interesting if not exciting episode it's going to be the x games of episodes if you will yeah yeah okay and 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 if it wasn't for you just saying that x games weren't going to be mentioned at all in this podcast so thanks for ruining it but let's get back on track here so here's the plan tonight for everyone listening the idea is if you've been listening to a bunch of guys bitch about things the way they should have been back in the day you're probably gen xers right Maybe you're okay, boomers, but you're probably Gen Xers because if you're okay, boomers, you probably don't get our humor to begin with, right? Because you're too straight laced. So, we're going to talk a little bit about Gen X tonight. Hopefully, if you're listening along, you're going to identify. I'm going to talk about stereotypes. Obi and myself are going to talk about how we identify or don't identify if they're, you know, BS or not. And then, you, you know, just think about this in your head. So, hopefully, this is the play along episode, right? So, Obi, I'm just going to throw out some things here. And this is how we're going to go. I'm going to throw things out and you're going to react to it. So so the first thing in, in all of my research on Gen X I did, right, there's a lot of things out there and we're going to get to it all. But the name of Gen X, like what are our other names? Like all of the other generations have nicknames, right? So I've heard I have a couple here. The grunge generation. What do you think of that one? I think that uh, that's an over. Uh... That's hard to say. Grunge was a short-lived period of music. You know, it, it started like in 91, 92, it feels like, and by like 97, 98, it was over. How can my whole generation be the – how can 20 years of a – which is a period of that generation is supposedly, which for the record, I think all this generational stuff is kind of BS, but I am proud to be a Gen X if we're going to use that term. Uh, but grunge generation, that, that – not even everyone liked grunge, but it was just, it felt so, it was just like the period that you and I were in college, but there's a whole lot of 80s and early 90s that, uh, later 90s that gets eliminated, and the 70s too. So I'm not a big fan of, that is a name for us, no. All right, I'm not a big fan of your answer, but I understand why you said it. I actually identify with the grunge generation because that's when we were in college, and that was the music, and I wore a lot of freaking flannel, right? So oh. I- like I right, so I identify with that. So, but I understand your point. You're not wrong. I just think it was a bad answer, but that's okay. Okay, you're gonna get I, a I was, to redeem yourself. All right, I was just say 
I was all about the flannel and the jeans. So, like, if you ask me what my look was, it was flannel and jeans. So, from that standpoint, grunge generation all the way. That's my point. And now here's the thing. No one can see this, but Obi's wearing flannel right now. But I digress. So, okay, Obi, what about this one? I think I think you'll agree with this one because it's longer than your, your self-imposed window of more than five years. The MTV generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember the first... I remember MTV being invented. I remember go. I used to go to the shore and, with this other family, and they had cable, and we didn't. And the first thing I did when I got to that kid's house was I went downstairs and would watch MTV for three or four songs while the while the mothers talked about what the plans exactly were for the day, what car, whatever, what beach, and then we go. And there was nothing I wanted more than to get my like 15 minutes of MTV in. Um, from then right up until all of a sudden started being the start of reality TV, uh, with, uh, can't remember what was that show that was the real world, the, the, the real, real world. world, right. Come on. You know, so it's before time MTV, start, it's time to start getting real or something like that. They said, yeah, I, I want my MTV. I'm there with dire straits and I want my MTV. All right. I would agree. MTV generation. Absolutely. Right. That we were raised on MTV and, uh, for all of you younger kids listening to us i remember mtv when they actually played music so uh i got a couple ones here i think they're lame and i'm sorry to bias your answer on this but the i'm and i'm just gonna loop them together because i think they're that lame the options generation and the baby busters have you ever even heard uh, those i i've never heard the options generation i know why we were called the baby busters because the boomers were the boomers had were like Four kids per every two, and we were like two and a quarter, and so the 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 the, the population people dropped. Yeah, yeah. So we're I know the smallest why we're generation. The yep. Yeah, but you know that sounds like if we're baby busters, it sounds like we're busting our nuts earlier than everybody else and making kids. Well, we we are the first generation to grow up with birth control, but I digress. That could be another episode. Uh, how about this one? I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna identify with this one, and if you don't, our audience will. The latchkey generation. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right. And, that's probably that, that's probably the most synonymous with us, right? Yes. Not only was I the latchkey, I was the last latch. Oops, I forgot the key. Better break through the window generation. <laughs> my my dad installed combination locks on the garage. That's how I got in. I never had to worry about a key. All right. How about another one? You might have heard this one. Sandwich generation. What do you think about that one? I've heard that that's because we're between the two big generations, but you know, yeah. screw. No, I don't like that. That's an insult. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of stupid, right? Okay. How about the last one here? Work hard, play hard generation. So although I think that a lot of people in our generation do that, I think that other generations would also claim that they do that. I, I, I I'm, I think that's a universal, you're 20 something entering the workforce, uh, young, uh, young person theme yeah i think anybody who's able to drink all night and still go to work the next day claims to be part of the work hard play hard generation would that be a fair statement yeah absolutely absolutely and right. there i'm sure that, and i'm say what you want about the millennials and the gen z's or whatever they are they're coming in the workforce now I'm sure they do that too um it is we are recording this on wednesday so i'm sure some of those younger generations they don't drink all night they smoke all night but I digress. Well, it is 420. That's what it is 420 to do, right? today. Yes. Yes. And tomorrow is a in, in New Jersey. Uh, 
We actually that's, finally get to buy recreational weed, but I digress. You're already well. No, no. I think well, I know. Let's go down that road a little bit because I think the funny thing about that is, even when governments try to get it right, they get it wrong. Like today's Wednesday, New Jersey could have made it available today on 420. Instead, they mixed. They missed. This is government screwing things up. They missed an amazing marketing opportunity, and they're like, "Oh, we'll go live with weed on 421." Like, yeah, yeah, like once you finally made a decision, you could have gone like, uh, Wednesday's a good day, 420. Yeah, 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 yeah the stores will be happy. Yeah, we don't have enough yeah. time, Governor. We can't get them open by 9 a.m., so let's just go to 421. Someone just said, okay, how about by like 420 p.m.? Yeah, yeah, how about 420 on 420? The lines yeah, would have been right. out. <laughs> and I think I that's kind of a Gen X thing, right? It's a Gen X conversation. I mean, I think... The whole I marijuana think, thing was like a baby boomer thing, but but you can't tell me people wearing flannel and work boots and jeans weren't smoking some weed. Uh, I I think I think we know for a fact that there are plenty of people in our generation smoking weed, and I think that our generation coined four twenty. I don't think that uh, that comes from an older generation. You know, I didn't find that in my research, but I'll, I'll get that for the next episode. All right, Obi. So that now that we got the name of our generation right. I think we we agree with scientific research. We're the latchkey generation or the MTV generation. I think that's it. I think we can agree on that. And if uh, you're listening and you can't agree with that, shoot us a text, shoot us an email, yell at us, and, and we'll we'll take it under consideration. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go down another another path here. Just some facts. Not that you need to react to this. You can if you want, but just some facts on the average Gen Xer, right? So they say the average Gen Xer works 8.19 hours per way to, per day so it works more than eight hours a day the average gen xer this is crazy i don't i don't know how if i give you all these numbers you would add them up i don't think the gen xer actually sleeps but the average gen xer shops 1.66 hours a day uh we volunteer 1.98 hours a day uh we socialize 2.0 hours per day uh, we do sports and or exercise 1.81 hours a day. And then we're hanging out in the household, doing household chores or whatever it takes to keep our house together for 2.29 hours a day. Does anything stick out to you there? Like, you know, this crazy data, like it's crazy. Yeah. I, I want to know what Gen Xers are, are exercising an average of two hours per day. I mean, it sounds like 1.8 a lot. And that means you're, you're in the gym for two hours a day. Uh, Look, I, I have a pretty healthy exercise routine. Um, it's an hour most days, and every now and again, I have like a three-hour day where I go a two-hour bike ride. So uh, I think that's a, a little heavy on the exercise, especially since I know some Johnny Xers who haven't moved since uh, the first time they heard Nirvana. Uh, all right. So I got, a cl- I got a classic Gen X answer to that, Obi. When I, when I read this, I'm like, oh, sports slash exercise. That means watching sports, right? <laughs> so Gen X, you know, we'll get to this la- later, but is a lazy generation, stereotypically, right? So I said, oh, shit, I easily watch two hours of sports a day. Oh, in that case, easy peasy. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. While right. at work. That's a, Exactly. That. Well, my boss might listen to this. I, that's not at work. All right. So, so we got that. So let's go again. I'm not, you know, we're supposed to get the stereotypes, but there's so much on Gen X. I want to get to some of the events we dealt with growing up, Gen X, right? So, Obi, I want to get your thoughts on this. 
And then if we have some time, we're going to get into some of the stereotypes. But here we go. Some of the events, right? Here's the stuff we dealt with. These Gen Zers and Gen Yers, they're like, oh, I got an iPhone, right? No, we had the Cold War. What do you think about that, Obi? The Cold War. The Cold War was fascinating because we, in like now, I, I knew the Cold War was going on. Uh, I, I We didn't do the air raid hiding under the table thing, which I think some early, early Gen Xers did. Oh, you did that? Okay. I did it. I did it. Right. I went out in the I went out into the hallway of my school and uh sat uh I guess they call it crisscross applesauce today, uh and put my head down and my hands over it like that was gonna keep my ass safe. That we that that we did, I didn't have that. Uh, but I do remember winning the Cold War, uh thanks to uh President Bush and of course Pink Floyd uh playing uh the wall at Berlin Wall. So, that, so Ray, I do recall that it wasn't Oh, yeah, it was 89, right? So Bush was president when the, the Berlin Wall came down. So, Obi, I just got to go down one road on the Cold War, right? So here's where I see the generational differences on social media today and what's going on around us, right? So this is a podcast decidedly non-political, and I'm going to keep this non-political, but I have to go here. We have aggression with the Russians right now attacking Ukraine, right? And there's people out there, and again, this is not political, but there's people out there who are 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 are, are confused about what to think about this. And I'm a Gen Xer. I was raised that Russia is bad. <laughs> the Cold War, there's nothing good coming out of Russia. And I will gladly say, and I'll proudly say it. And if you're confused about that today. You're not a Gen Xer. That's all I can say, Obi. Trying to keep it I will go, political. I will go one step further along that line of thinking, the Gen X line of thinking, and not, not the political line of thinking. When this war with Russia started and they clearly became the bad guy in the press again, my wife said, finally, something normal. After three <laughs> years, something normal. Russia's the bad guy. I can live with this. This makes sense I to me. Oh, oh, I'm completely comfortable hating on Russia. I mean, right. as a matter of fact, I, I, got, I was really uncomfortable when we had those Olympics in Russia. And everyone was like, oh, Russia's a nice place. I was really uncomfortable. And I'll go, I'm going to go even further on this because I'm telling you, I hate Russia. I was raised to hate Russia. My parents, ready for this one? They tell me about a year and a half ago, oh, me and your dad, we're going to go on a cruise. Like, like, okay, which one? They got seven books or whatever. Like, retirement's a beautiful thing. But oh, yeah, this one, we're going to be leaving from, like, Copenhagen, and we're going to be going to Russia. I'm like, why? Why would you go to Russia? Why? 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 Oh, we heard it's beautiful. No, it's Russia. There's nothing beautiful about it. And what do you think the first thing I did, the first thing I did when the freaking Russians went across the border in the UK, the first thing I did was text my mom go, you're canceling the cruise, right? Yeah, I got a little rant. We got to get back to Gen X. All right, so let's get out of Cold War. Sorry, okay. that's okay. Yeah. I, 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 I could go down the parents in Russia's line as well, but let's. You're right. Let's let's not go down that way. I think all Gen Xers, and if you're if you're a Gen Xer that is like sympathetic towards Russia, you you should probably be a Gen Z or something. I don't know what you should be, but you're not a Gen Xer anymore. All right, here we go. AIDS. We grew up with AIDS, Obi. I think this shaped my life. Like you, like people don't understand unless you were Gen X. Um, 
Yeah, we we grew up we grew up with AIDS. Yes, every yeah we we you know earlier I don't know. I mean, I don't have AIDS. I didn't grow up with it. My point is, I grew up with it all around me. It was, or at least I it, thought it was all around me. It, you thought you were gonna you were gonna finally have sex with somebody, and then the next day find out you had AIDS. That's what you thought when you were like. Before you were quite old enough to have sex, like I want to have sex, but then I'm just gonna die. It's like what's, what's going on I, here? I thought that way till I was married, Obi. <laughs> I mean, the AIDS was the worst thing. Like, so I said earlier, like we were the first generation to grow up with birth control, and they say that birth control was the beginning of the sexual revolution, right? So what happens? Sexual revolution's going on, and then I get I come of age and bam, AIDS is gonna get you, Ed. AIDS is absolutely going to get you. That was, for sure. and you know, and it affects like the way I even think about you know about the our current pandemic. It's like I, again to, to avoid any uh, complications. I'm not going to go all in, but I will say this: when when AIDS was going on, they used to tell you whoever you have had sex, you had sex with. You, oh, you had sex, sex with, with the, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> everyone yeah. they've had sex with, and I would oh, be yeah. like. Who, Who's ever air you're breathing? You're breathing the air they've all breathed. It's like that's it's like the like, ah. Yeah, people don't understand how warped our brains are because of growing up with the AIDS epidemic. I'm telling you, it really, and maybe it wasn't the same for females. I don't know. I'd love to hear from the female audience, but as a man, it really messed with my brain. So let's go on to a better top. Oh, one other thing on the AIDS thing. Magic Johnson announcing he had AIDS. I mean, I, I think I might have cried that day. Like, here was a, a superstar who I thought was going to die. I mean, that's how we were raised. And and he's still living. I, I mean, if you told me back in 1992 this guy would still be living today, I tell no. you, no way. No, no way. It was over. He was done. Not not going to happen. Yeah. Nope. So that's Gen yeah. X. That's Gen X. Oh, and by the way, remember, you, could, you got AIDS. You can't play basketball because you might bleed on somebody. Right? Remember all right. those rules? Yeah. Now, well, yeah, people don't even realize that all of the blood rules and gloves and everything that they see is normal now. We're all because of AIDS, and it just uh, you get someone's blood, you're gonna die. It was like yeah. everywhere you look now, like that. Those rules are in place, for, not just be for cleanliness, but for cleanliness because of AIDS. I know, unbelievable. So, a yeah. I mean, I think AIDS really shaped our generation. All right, here's another one. If you're a Gen Xer, Live Aid. I remember Live Aid. Bill Collins flying across in the in the uh Concord to Concord. finish both shows. Wasn't the greatest yeah. thing that he played with uh he played with Genesis and then he played drums for Zeppelin? Yes. Amazing. And I mean, I think the the current generation knows a little bit about Live Aid. Because of the movie that just came out, uh, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody. yeah, where um, Queen, who was already famous, goes and plays that unbelievable set, one of the great music sets of all times, uh, and of course everybody saw it. It, it. it was unbelievable, and yeah, of course I remember going to Damon's house and and settling in for hours and hours of music. Um, you know, interrupted by, please give us your money. And of course, at that point, I'm too young to even have money to help. You know, <laughs> money. Well, here's the What's great that? thing about that. And here's why, here's why other generations will never understand Live Aid. First of all, 
It was two unbelievable concerts. Live stream, live stream for free, for free. No generation yeah. will ever experience that again, right? So that's safe to say. All right. So Live Aid, awesome music, very formative for us. And I think the baby boomers were the ones that were in the crowd that they could afford to be there old enough to go, but I digress. All right. How about this? And I think this shaped us as well. The dot-com bust, right? So there was the boon, right? And then there was the bust. And I think this shaped us, Obi, because this was really when we first were old enough, just got our first jobs. First got our money in the in the door in the in the in the in the market and you know that sock puppet dog dot com thing couldn't lose right until it did. That's yes. Uh, that was our first recession for sure because if you think about it, I, you had eight years of Clinton and eight years of Reagan and you had that small slowdown with Bush. And so for most Gen Xers, like we were in the middle of Gen X, but even the Gen Xers who were older than us, they did not have a real recession to work to deal with either. So it was just a, a gut shot that people could actually lose a job. Like what? You know, that could happen. Uh, your, my company can go out of business. That, that's, that's a plausible thing. Like I, I personally got by without an issue. I was in a company that was still just beginning to play with the internet they weren't an internet company themselves so i i did okay but yeah that was just wait things can go wrong holy cazoles yeah. yeah so i think that was formative uh and then here here's one that i think every gen xer can relate to the space shuttle challenger uh disaster the fir the first one i know i know the challenger crashed twice but the first one uh, what gen xer doesn't remember where they were when that happened so there's two things I was uh, looking for you to to bring up in what shaped our generation. Um, that that was this is the second of them. It wasn't as early as the memories. The other, which we haven't quite talked about yet, uh, as we're 2018 already. Like you said, this is going to be a multi-part uh, episode. But the Challenger explosion was downright shocking. I mean, it was probably the equivalent to Kennedy getting shot for our generation because we were all hurtled into into our classrooms to watch like we were like all excited this teacher was gonna go you know all the other teachers now looking back here they were all jealous of this person but they were going to show their students because they were good teachers and how could they you know i'm sure that somewhere within they knew somebody who they thought was deserving if it wasn't themselves how is that person not the best science teacher to, and they're we're all there watching and then boom Yep. No one's watching. It's over. See ya. What just happened? It was on live TV. We live saw TV. seven people seven people die on live TV in elementary yeah. school or junior high or high school, right? Yeah. That shapes yeah. your generation, right? Without a yeah. doubt. Without the without the please watch, please, you know, not like now. You're about to watch a disturbing tape. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no delay. It was live. <laughs> it, it, they're gonna do it live. All right, a couple more things I might get. I I I'm going to be really disappointed if I don't get your other thing. So, all right, the Berlin Wall falling, right? So we talked about the Cold War earlier, and you touched upon it, but really formative. Like, communism was a thing. Like, I know people talk about it, like it's a big bad thing. No, but it was a real thing. Like, half of Europe was under lock and key through communism, and the Berlin Wall was that symbol. And that freaking thing came 
I mean, there used to be East and West Germany. Um, East and West Berlin. Yeah, I mean, it is such a weird thing that that wall is coming down because that wall came down. It's such a like it, to me, it is more tied to me that is bigger than the Cold War because that was the culmination of the Cold War. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, to me, think about again, it. Reagan, like I said earlier, it was all to me that I'm, I'm more shaped by the Pink Floyd thing of it than the wall itself coming down. Um, there's another protest that rang more in me than that wall coming Tiananmen down. Tiananmen Square. You're going Tiananmen Square on me, aren't you? I'm going to go Tiananmen Square on you. Yes, absolutely. I don't even have that in my in my, in my research. I must have been searching communist China websites, not to get political, <laughs> but that's why it didn't come up on my research. But yes, how about that guy standing in front of the tank in Tiananmen Square? That just that, but at least that was that was craziness, and that we just you're just like wow, they whoa oh, that later in life I met a woman from China who was there. She was part of the protest uh, and her stories are epic to say the least of uh, being there at that time. So I will not say her name because she does not ever want that to be known, but yes. Like, you know, I, I, I just remember watching that guy standing in front of the tank thinking I'm pissed off that I got to be home at midnight and this freaking guy standing <laughs> in front of a tank, right? What kind of, right. what kind of, well, I should still be able to stay out later than midnight. That's what I thought. But anyway, I was right. a selfish little teenager. All right. So we got the Berlin Wall. We got Tiananmen Square. I got a couple more things, and we're going to wrap this up because I got a lot more Gen X stuff, and I don't want to dilute any of it. So here's I'm gonna we're going to end on a high note, and I know you got a question for me, Ovi. So here we go. Here's something. I think it's on your list because I think this was really formative for us as Gen Xers. Desert Storm. Right? So you had Iraq invades Kuwait. And then we go over there and uh, for like six months, we're like building up. Building. And these were kids we went to high school with, right? Kids we yes. went to high school with are going over to Saudi Arabia to to uh, free Kuwait. And I think that formed a generation, right? The first Iraq war. I mean, I don't know if that's the one you had. but And then we saw it on TV. That was the first real war on TV in real time. When, we, when those rockets and missiles started going into Baghdad that first night, Desert Storm. I mean, it was Desert Shield and then Desert Storm. I, I think that shapes a generation as well. I, I not only that I think that shaped a generation. I think in many ways that shaped that reshaped people's opinion of the American military, uh, both here and abroad. It was a true military action. Uh, wasn't a police action. Um, it was fast and you know. And furious, and maybe he stopped too soon. Maybe he didn't. I'll leave that for the historians. Uh, but it felt like a major, super successful victory at the time. Uh, we, like you said, we all knew somebody who was there. Uh, hopefully, you knew that person, and they came home, and most of them did. Uh, it, it was, and it was a blowout, right? I mean, it was, in terms of war, it was a blowout victory. Uh, our special forces would go in find the locations and then missiles guided missiles like like 
we didn't even think was possible. Remote controlled drone type missiles hitting exactly <laughs> the spot. We uh, we saw it, we were watching weapons on TV. We didn't even know we had. Yes, right. And then missiles would be launched at us, and we had missiles to stop them. And and I think it was Anderson Cooper's on top of a building going, there's a missile coming in, and he's calm as can be. And then he's like, and there it goes. It's a scud, so of course it's not very accurate. Oh, but there's a Patriot missile, and it's gone. You're like, just guys just sitting on top of the building. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was crazy, and it, it definitely um, – it definitely gave us uh, a sense of we not only, you know, kind of tied back to the Cold War. Not only did we win the Cold War, but boy, we were ready had it not had it ever turned into a hot war. Um, and I think that stayed in our minds for quite some time, uh, you know, especially since before that was, you know, the Vietnam generation and what we were told about that and how we felt about that as a country to to a war that we just mopped the floor. Just, yeah. yeah, I you know, I'll I'll go a step further. Like as a as a son of a Vietnam veteran, you know, and hearing the stories about how that war took place and how, how those veterans were treated when they came home, and then how the remember there was a ticker tape parade in New York City down the Canyon of Heroes for the right. Desert Storm, right? Um, and so that 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 brought some American pride back. But that again, we knew people, those were the kids that we went to high school with that you know, they chose the military, right? And they, they right. ended, and you know, that was the other thing. Think about that. When we were in high school, right? Think about this. 9-11 generation is different. When we were in high school, going to the military was a safe, easy way to get money for college. Yes. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Kuwait gets invaded and holy shit, <laughs> there's people in the military thought they were going to college for free and they're over in Saudi Arabia in 110 degrees wearing gas masks, right? So, that I, again, I think that shapes a generation when you realize, and ever since then, at, think about it: going into the military hasn't been a layup anymore, right? No, it's not. No, you go into the not. military today, odds are you're gonna you're gonna have to do something, right? It's not a layup, and so I think I think that that shaped it. And I, again, not to go long here because we're gonna keep this short, but two other things I think are really important as far as our generation, and then we'll do stereotypes the next episode when we hit this. The <laughs> Obi. The word alternative. Doesn't it seem like in our generation, everything was alternative? Alternative rock, alternative movies, alternative drugs, alternative dress, alternative sex, alternative everything, right? Alternative was the word, is the word. I mean, it was right there behind dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was the word that seemed, it was one of the, one of the things that got thrown around a lot was the word alternative. And the word and the letter X, like had the iPod come out then, it would have been the X pod. Um, that, that's that, that's for sure. Everything had an X. Ed said we weren't going to mention the X games, so I'm going to mention them again. The X games. Uh, oh, you bastard! It was it was alternative and extreme. It was extremely alternative. Um, but yeah, absolutely so alternative. So buzzword, and then the last thing I'm going to leave you with, and then I know you have a question for me, and then we'll wrap this whole thing up. Just say no. I mean, how just, often did we see just say no? Jesus, just, just say no. Didn't work. I mean, it was it was a it was a bad plan. It didn't work. And now finally tomorrow uh tomorrow in New Jersey, people will be able to say yes. I did that that's that's my thoughts on just say no. I mean the 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 freaking uh commercial with the fried eggs and this is your brain. Hey, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> that was a great commercial. I, 
And this is what I remember most about that commercial. It's a great commercial, right? And uh, my father and some friends, they're talking about the commercial. And somebody goes, you know how high that marketing director had to be to come up with that ad? You could come up with some great ads when you're high on drugs. That was that was the opinion of some adults around me about that ad. So uh, that always it's like, huh, okay. Yeah, and, the, and you know, listen, and I, I, last thing on this, and not that uh, we need to really get into it. I don't, I guess in some ways, I mean, um, uh, I guess we could say we're from some privilege because the war on drugs, right? We talk about just say no, and we just kind of, we just had a, a couple giggles about the the commercial and just say no. But the war on drugs was a real thing in our generation, right? Yes. And while it did not shape me or possibly you, I would I would offer up that it shaped a lot of people in our generation. The war the war on drugs. Absolutely, it it crushed a lot of people because one of the things that uh, often gets forgotten about the war on drugs is if you got a a drug a uh, federal drug offense, you could not get a federal student loan, which you know definitely has to affect you uh if it's true that you need college so we're not going to go down that debate uh we'll let the mathematicians and sociologists do that fully but if you that is a a true side effect of the war on drugs and if uh you believe in college you know that that's not a that's a real that's a real harsh circumstance for, uh for getting caught with uh, a small amount of uh marijuana so yeah well yeah. mandatory minimums and i think I think it's out there now that the war on drugs is a failure, right? Um, but at the end of the yeah. day, at the end of the day, that shaped our generation as well. So I just yes. wanted to shed some light. So, so Obi, we're going to come back again. Gen X, there's a lot more. I got stereotypes. I got what we're like at work. I got a lot of stuff, but we're going to get to that the next time. I also, I, you know, I don't know if you want to go. I think let's go with your question. Let's, let's just roll the dice. We had a good we, Gen we, X we, talk. Throw your question we, out there. Either I'm going to, I'm going to swing and miss and we're going to, cause we suck. This will be over or we're just going to have some more fun. We're going to, well, I, I, I can't not do our question, your question. So when you threw it back to me, I was going to tell you, I have to, because you missed an event. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I so, think, all right. So first tell me the event. They tied together. They tied together. They oh, tied together. Awesome. So the event that you missed that, is my earliest sort of memory. Like I was alive when Elvis died and I was alive when Lennon got shot, but I don't remember either of those. What I do remember is Ronald Reagan getting shot. That's my earliest Gen X memory. And what I most remember about it is I was trying to watch Batman. And of course it got preempted with the news of Ronald Reagan being shot. Which All right. Brings me so, to my wait, wait, wait. Don't ask the question yet. I just want to react to that. Cause I, I have to defend myself and tell you why Reagan isn't part of this uh, conversation. And I also think there's another great event. I mean, if we want to go around events that happened for Gen X, there's another one too, but I don't think it shaped our generation. So the miracle on ice also happened while we were growing up, but I don't think that shaped our generation. And I do agree that Reagan was shot while we're in our formative years. I'm not so sure that shaped our generation. So that's why I didn't include it. But, you're right. President doesn't get shot that often. So it was a, a really big event. I remember it well. You're probably right. It probably didn't shape our generation because he lived, right? I mean, he lived and he moved on. If, if he died, if he died, it would have shaped our generation. No doubt. Right. And it would have, and it, and I, and it would have altered, it would have altered the course of history.
Think about it. Reagan's responsible I, for a lot of things. Yes. Say whatever you want I, about whether they're good or bad. He's responsible for a lot of things. And that was very early in his first term. And he yes. served two terms, right? So it would have altered the course of history, no doubt, if he passed away that day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as I said, when it happened, it interrupted Batman. And yesterday, uh, I finally got to watch the newest Batman. So Ed, who is your favorite Batman and why? You know, it's a great question, Obi, because I did see the latest The Batman about a week ago. And I was blown away. And I know this is not a movie podcast. And this is so let's just consider this bonus footage or filler for people. The, the movie was unbelievable. The Batman. Um, but my favorite Batman is still Christian Bale. I thought the trilogy, and I thought the first one of that trilogy was the weakest. I thought the second was the best, the third was the second best, and then the first was the weakest. That trilogy, that's why he's my favorite. But this Pattinson guy, this um, Vampire Diaries, not Vampire Diaries, uh, uh, Twilight guy, this Twilight guy, he could be the best because I'm telling you, this movie was awesome. If he, I'm not a movie critic, but I'm going to tell you this. If you saw the movie Seven, and you like Batman, it's like the freaking, they put them together. It's like Seven and Batman. It's like Brad Pitt is Batman solving Seven. That's what this movie's like. <laughs> and I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you something else. I almost brought my 12-year-old daughter because it's Batman. Like, it's Batman. Let's go watch Batman. I'm sitting there going, thank God I didn't bring her. This is a dark freaking movie with a lot of violence. And, uh, yeah, don't bring your kids to the Batman. If you liked Seven... You're going to love the Batman, and this ain't Adam West Batman. So I love it. I love it. But Christian Bale's my favorite because of uh, just the, the trilogy. And George Clooney's my worst. I hated that guy. He's terrible. The Robin running around, that's stupid. Fair enough. I, I, I think you did a – for a non-movie uh, non podcast from a non-movie fan, uh, I think that your combination of seven and uh, – and Batman was pretty, pretty spot on. Pretty spot yeah. on. Yeah, you can't tell me I'm wrong on that, can you? I can't. No, no. I mean, I could, I could nitpick, but I wouldn't tell you you're wrong. So, abs absolutely a good, good description of that movie. With that, Ed, uh, I think we'll bring this episode to a close. I'm glad you got some Batman in. We'll definitely be able to use that hashtag. Woohoo! <laughs> the, <Batman. laughs> the Batman. Oh, by the way, it's on it's on HBO Max for free right now. Oh, that's how I watched it today, uh, yesterday. <laughs> so that, that's what made me made it the all right, question. Well, all right. So the other thing, I know the charm is that we suck and you're going to sign off, but we are taping the, the, the fronts and the backs. I guess we call that the shoulders. We're going to have some bonus footage coming to everybody or bonus listening. And so if you listen, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Batman because, Obi, I got to get your thoughts on that. So sign off and then we can talk about it. All right. I'm Obi. That said, this is Drink from the Garden Hose. Guess wherever you get your podcast, the charm is that we suck. <laughs>